Good evening, everybody. Monday night, 8.30, or 8.33. Had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that for being a fraction late. Thank you for, for all joining us. Uh, CB, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, brother. How are you? Going well, thank you. Going very well. So, Tix will hopefully be here with us shortly. It is meant to be a three-man show tonight, but I know he has been flat out, so he will definitely log in when he can. But um, what's been happening in the, the time off? Well, time um, off from the show, not so much from work life. Yeah. Believe it or not, I, um, I've been binge-watching The Sopranos, and I literally finished the last episode um, just before the there's a movie just been released in the last over the weekend, um, The Many Saints of Newark, which is a Sopranos prequel. Okay. So it's got James Gandolfini's um, son in it as a young Tony. Yeah. And uh, looks amazing. Mint cast, uh, Ray Liotta's in it. Uh, it's unreal. So I've uh, obtained that one. And I'll be watching <laughs> that next weekend. Um, Very good. In reality, just, just work, mate, work, um, getting the kids vaccinated so they go back to school. Um, and we, we look, the Latrobe Valley got put into lockdown, so we're, I'm in no better position than you good folks. So it is what it is. Yeah, no, exactly right. Oh, that's not the formation I want. Tiggs, how are you, mate? I'm good, lads. How are we? Very, very good. Now, while we're talking about Netflix, I'd like to see the audience's opinion on this. I haven't watched this myself yet, but I have heard that Squid Games is the show to be watching on Netflix. Either of you watched that or any of the viewers watched that? Let me know if it's worth my, you know getting my into. My two boys, my two older boys have all been pestering me, go watch it, go watch it, go watch yeah. it. Um, funny, this, we're speaking about Netflix. One I'm actually enjoying, and it's not my type of movie. It's, it's a series called You. It's about a serial killer stalker. Apparently, it's um, but it's really well written. It's um, it's um, the acting superb in it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. So yeah, I'm getting right into that. <laughs> oh, very no, that's good. And, oh, a few uh, a few a few positive compliments here for Squid Games. I might have to get stuck into it when I've got some spare time. But how you been, Tiggs, in the time off from the yeah, show? Been good, been real, yeah, been real busy at work, which is you know a pleasing change. Um, yeah, no, I've been right into it now. I think it's four or five months. It was good. I had a bit of a bit of good news where the employer said to me, you know, look, don't worry about your probation period. We've waived that now. Here's your new contract because they're pretty happy. So that was good. Um, but the side effect, I didn't realise how much um, I was stressing, you know, when I was that period out of work, you know, in the lockdowns and COVID and all this sort of stuff, losing my business. When I got that official, yeah, you're not going to get the arse, you know, it um, – I just became flat as a tack. It was like all this anxiety just left and I didn't realise I was carrying it and it took me literally probably two and a half weeks to self-adjust to yeah, it. Right. So, um, yeah, and I've never really experienced any form of, I don't want to disrespect people that had suffer from this, but probably it's a very slight form of depression maybe that's what it was. Even though I had really good news, it made me feel, and I was really happy about it and I was, um, I don't know, it's weird. I just, you know... The only way I can sort of describe it is, is it's like if you're going to court and you think you're going to get life imprisonment and then they give you parole. <laughs> you know, you build, it so, you build it so much and then you get that release, you know, you think you can mentally go the other way. So, um, yeah, Melissa, yeah, they're, no, they're not. They're all um, in Sydney. They're all NRL um, flogs. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's the blue lips. That's what sold them. The blue <laughs> Yeah. And I'm looking like an Afghani terrorist. No disrespect to our Afghani listeners, but I can't grow a bit. But I love the shave your bum. I love the I love the um the trim you've got there, mate. Yeah, Shannon Noel. What about me? And I just you want to um, cool, you know it's it's um it's designed to keep the ladies happy. That's how it came about. You know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah saver. Um. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out. Someone did reach out to us, um, and we just want to put a quick shout out to Leon Rod. And um, the show hopes that you're going okay out there. Um, obviously, it's been tough on a few people. So, Leon Rod, if you're watching, um, yeah, hope you're going okay. Absolutely. And before we get stuck into it, I have had someone send through a trivia stat for everyone to kick off the show. Okay, so who was number one at Richmond this year for kicking efficiency? Viewers, oh, you Nathan can submit your, submit your answers as well, viewers. I'll say Nathan Broad. You were going Nathan Broad. Tiggs, who are you thinking? Oh. Nathan Broad's a good one. Yeah, it's going to be someone from left field. It's going to be a backman. 
Is there a criteria? Do you have to play X amount of games? No, there's I, I, no, there's not. There's, there's no criteria. Okay. Right. I, I would actually wouldn't be surprised if it's Daniel Rioli. Yeah, good. He's a very neat kick at the back line. Like it. A lot of people putting through some defenders. Matt Parker stiff. <laughs> no, but yeah, sure. Baker, no. It will shock you all to know that the number one at Richmond for kicking efficiency was the egg. Who? Egg Melissa Smith. Who? <laughs> I'm just passing on the trivia as it comes through to me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that game well. The five meter kick, one, one kick, target. one target. <laughs> yeah, when you're kicking it five meters up in the air. And hope everyone else, uh, all the other viewers, hope everyone out there is going well as well. I know we haven't been on on a weekly weekly basis, but we hope everyone's getting on as well as they can. Um, and, you know, there's a bit of we obviously missed a little bit of footy news, especially surrounding the Tigers post the grand final. So it's all kind of been happening. But we're going to run with the bloodbath first because I've been assured this leads into the rest of the show. So with that said, CB, take it away. Hey, Tiggs, have you read the agenda? It was updated. Just so you know. Yeah, I'm not impressed with it, sadly. I'm not, but you go ahead, mate. Go ahead with the bloodbath. Thanks, bath. brother. And then if you need to, it's the last show of the year we can modify. <laughs> yeah. Just also, no. I'll cut off the show. Right, boys. I call this one the roadmap. So the Tigers are in a position all great clubs find themselves in. Do we roll the dice to one more flag? And if we do, what's the roadmap beyond 2022? Let's look at the last three dynasties before ours. Brisbane. In 2000, they finished sixth, three-peated, lost to Port in 2004, and then in 2000, uh, 2005, finished 11th, and then they were nowhere for years. So they backed the list in beyond a point of no return, and then gone. Hawthorne, they won a flag in 2008, which was in reality before their time. They jagged one early. And then they three-peated with the strategy of primarily topping up. In 2016, they actually finished third. But then in 2017, they finished 12th. And A, again, they backed a list and a strategy of topping up beyond a point of no return. Geelong, our favourite team. Their last flag was in 2011. But since then, they've been um, trading picks out and topping up. But they've made numerous prelims and one grand final since 2011. But now we've seen their list in a, is in very much a precarious position as well. So we do have a recent history to learn from. And we do have... Uh, one more shot at a flag with the current list. But the key difference is here is will the choose the will the Tigers choose a path of the now well-trodden or will we see our club try something different? A mini rebuild of sorts through the draft, through high-end picks and trading for future high-end all the while while addressing needs through restricted free agency and free agency. Matt Clark has stated that we will be using our strong draft hand to improve our position in this year's national draft, but also use it to strengthen the following year so we maintain a position of flexibility for when opportunities arise. When you see a logic like that, such a simple yet common sense approach, you just know the club's in good hands. I have no issue with trading for young players in the 21 to 24 age bracket if they address an immediate need and the price is right. But in the case of Chera or a Tom Mitchell, I thank God we were prepared to walk away because in previous years, Richmond would have blinked. So it appears the Tiger evolution from a dynasty period differs from those before it. And I, for one, could not be any more excited for the future than what I am right now. Done. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make about being able to learn from those who have gone before us and the different paths that have uh, been taken. So I think the one... (laughs) Very comforting thing being a Richmond supporter is that, you know, the, the guys at the helm in the player selection department, Blair Hartley and, and co, do a wonderful job. And they have done the last few years um, and you kind of back them in to, to get it right, Tiggs. Yeah, no, with the Tiger Den, um, I know you put the topic for what I should discuss in the Tiger Den um, CB, but I'll, we'll put that underneath that. I'll just talk about what I wanted to talk about in the Tiger Den. Um, yeah. yeah, so for me, it was similar 
um, towards the last bit that you when you started going off and off, fuck, he must be psychic. He always does this. You, um, you do it you, a lot together, you two. Yeah, we do. We do. It's great minds think alike. Good um, minds, absolutely. Yeah, but he, he stupidly texts me first, Michael, then I steal all his shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, I'm, what, I'm really, what I'm really excited by is the conduct of the club. Um, from what I've heard the past fortnight, um, um, from what I've heard, what I've seen with my own two eyes, um, and what I'm hearing, um, we're very we've, we've got a group of A grade talent, right? Let's say a bulk of a list that we know can compete in finals, um, and better than compete, you know, that have proven it time and time again. They know this, but we've got but we need to get a proven undercall. So when they go, we just automatically replace. And I know we're going to speak about a couple of the the recruitments that we've got in that reinforces that. So I won't go too deep into it. So. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Screenshot. Oh no! The uh, into the Roxburgh Park has just shit itself. <laughs> it's not a good look, Tiggs. <laughs> he, he emailed us, folks. He was going to drop like five bombshells, like you know, trades and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot screw that. Uh, all right. Well, interesting. Oh, what do we do from um, here? You know, that's probably his best take for the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Hang on, the $9,000 computer calls, this is going to be lit. <laughs> give, it to him. give it to him on his bloody yeah. mega stack nerdy shit. Dial up fucked again, supercomputer. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, now he's fully gone. All right, now we'll just keep padding until he comes back. Well, I'm sure he had a... I'm sure he had a solid point to make. I, I, I don't want to go too much further into it in case I take some of his thunder, so... 9K for what? Dungeon screen shit. Should we get into some of the obvious things? Like in the in the thing? Uh, well, yeah, we can do that. We can I mean, what, what obvious things do you want to get into? Well, let's, let's go. Do you want to discuss Tarrant, for example, and put it out Tarrant. there? Tarrant. Well, I know he's not officially a target, but he may as well be, I guess. Jigs <laughs> just texted me saying, internet died, lol. <laughs> right. So what we're going to do, folks, um, rather than have a, a specific question time, as we go through topics, we're going to we're going to announce the topic, and as you've got questions, put them up, and we'll address the questions as we go through the topics, if that makes sense. Um, so the first one is um, Tarrant to Richmond. So Michael's, what were your thoughts around that? Uh, I think initially when I first heard it come up, I was a little bit hesitant. Just because of the whole age bracket thing, and it's kind of it reeked of a little bit of not desperation. That sounds a bit harsh. But then when you sort of step back and take a look at it with Asprey finishing up, um, they obviously don't have a lot of trust in Garthwaite. I think getting Tarrant kind of signals a lot of bad signs for Garthwaite. But then when yeah, when you step back and think about it, the Tarrant appointment's a good one because he's got leadership qualities. He's obviously a very, very good defender. He quite often kept Jack Rewalt to minimal goals, um, and that's by Jack's own admission as well. So I think it's a good pickup. I think, you know, if it's two or three years, um, Bolter's going to learn a hell of a lot from him, similar to how he was learning from Asprey. And I think structurally, it just helps keep our defensive six intact. I think someone on Bigfooty put the comparisons up of Dave, Dave Asprey's career to Tarrant. And the numbers, it was like a doppelganger. The numbers were really, really similar. So if you liked the way Dave Asprey complimented the back line, I think this is very much a common sense, um, very common sense uh, uh, get, I guess, by the club. And the good thing is it's not going to cost us anything, which is excellent again. And he's been very very durable over the... um, over his career. He was out with a kidney infection or something last year, so it wasn't an injury from football per se. Um, so I think, personally, it's a tick from me because it's like for like. And, and the media, when they went down this bullshit bandwagon of, oh, how are Richmond people, how are Richmond people criticising Geelong when they're recruiting 34-year-olds? Well, Jesus Christ, yeah. we picked one, and then they tried to do the, oh, how would Basher Hawley think? Well, I don't think Basher Hawley's ever played, played on Tom Hawkins, mate. <laughs> You know, no, so. yeah, exactly right. And look, it's good to see a lot of positive comments coming through the chat as well. And there's obviously going to be skeptics out there, and, and that's fine. Like, there always comes risk with picking up an older player naturally, uh, which is one of those things. But 
What about where does that leave Tig's mate Ben Miller? Someone put in there. Does it is it a show like a, a lack of faith in him, or is it giving him an additional year or two to develop and, and learn the ropes a bit more? Like, how do you see the situation for him? Well, I mean, it's sort of funny. Like, it's been an unusual trade period. Like, there's been a lot of people. Oh, I cut this guy, cut that, and they've been going berserk, right? But you can't get rid of them all. And you sort of wonder about Miller because I thought he showed something against the Hawthorne game. Like, I saw. I actually watched it again. I was on the exercise bike the other day. I stuck on the second half. And Millet, he showed something. So, I don't know. I agree. Whether they think he just needs one more year of development in the VFL, like get a full mm. VFL season in, or you know, his injuries occur, he's going to get his go. Who knows? But I, I'm not concerned for Millet yet. But I'll, I'll spew if we lost him, because that would be three key position tools we'd lose in two years. Yeah. Which wouldn't sit well with me. Agree. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Tiggs is back. I've got to use my phone, so I'm walking to the backyard and I might as well have a fag when I do. Give me one sec. Uh, did you want to oh. comment on Robbie Tarrant before we go back to your no. tiger head? No, no, yeah. Then I want to do, I want to touch about Sarah and um, Sarah and Narkle too. But, yeah, no, with Tarrant, great. Uh, I'm wrapped with it. It's um, Look, Miller showed a bit. He, I reckon he showed enough that he getting another experienced leader at the club that can pass on to him. Because, see, Asprey was a tall – he's a great defender, but he's not the most agile, mobile big guy. And I reckon Taron is. He's like an older version of Miller prototype body-wise. So he's going to learn a lot from him. Um, so I think it was fantastic. Cost us next to nothing. Obviously, North is, you know um, – I don't understand why people reckon we have to trade for him because I believe there was a trade with an Adelaide player that didn't affect Compo. Um, at Taryn's age group, so <laughs> bottom I line, think, how fucking yeah. I, I reckon though that the I might have to remove. I don't want the smoking thing to be in the show. If I'm being honest, I might. I don't know how to remove it. Um, Here we go. Here we go. I'll be like this. Yeah. Um. I think. The tra- <laughs> oh, I think the I? trading. I think the trading aspect is more so. I think it's going to be the best way to be able to appease both parties because North are going to rightfully ask for pick well, a third-round pick or whatever they want to give us. We're going to ask for pick 20 because we value CCJ as a required player, etc. And they're not going to budge on that because they've got the PSD upper card. So I think doing a trade involving Tarrant, it keeps our troll compo, and I just think it's a way to hopefully get a mutually beneficial arrangement. But I, I can see how it's going to turn to a shit fight as well. Yeah, oh, we'll see, see how it goes. All right, can I talk about Sarah and Narkel? Because I appreciate I've been out... Um, and the fucking internet, I, Roxburgh Park, mate, where the apocalypse of COVID <laughs> and our internet just, just went to... I just want to say, the audience was really good about it. They really didn't notice it. They were, they were, they were pretty fair in their commentary, mate. Yeah, they of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%, mate, no doubt. Just no doubt. Uh, uh, angle the phone a bit further away from the cigarette. You wanna, there you go. Playing, How's yeah. that? I'll go in the shadows. I'll <laughs> be the shadow dude. Um, yeah, look, um, to answer Peter's, and it was an odd tweet from some other guy with three followers. The reality is this. I've never said um, or talked my mail up, right? I've never said I'm gospel and da-da-da. I stand by what I get told and my record speaks for itself. Now, I'm never wrong on names. That's one thing I'm dead set. And way back at the start of the year, the names I've called have come out. They're all they're not all coming to us, obviously, but they've come out. So um, I'm, a, I'm a human being. I'm a Richmond man. I'm a Richmond follower. A uh, couple of my mates aren't. They give me mail. A couple of them are. And we read between the dots. It's all you can do. Um, some are more likely than unlikely. The narco one is probably what I was sort of leading to on my Tiger Den. He's got some deficiencies in his game, and we've obviously gone nut. Because that, was, that was probably one that you were pretty firm yeah. on. Like I think at one point you were pretty certain he was going to be coming I over. Thought it was a lock. I thought it was a lock. And I wasn't the only one. Right, this is the other thing too. Seems to me when I get it wrong, oh, Tig's got it wrong. But you know, most of the was, media was on my barrow too. I think it was industry accepted that he was leaving Geelong, whether that was to us or to WA, whatever it might have been. But I think it was pretty much accepted league wide that he was not going to be at Geelong. The noise, yeah, the noise mid year was all us, right? I got told mid year it's going to be a lock, and obviously something from that period till later on's changed. Um, and for him to accept a one-year contract at Geelong, there must be – I'm not – what I heard this week now, grain of salt, this is what I've heard. I believe it because I was told it. Um, we've, there's certain limitations of his game. If he improves those, he'll get what he's looking for. 
at another club if Geelong doesn't continue him on. So it makes sense to me with him re-signing a one-year deal if he has the opportunity to work on those things. And and from what I know, if he works on it in the VFL, he'll be noticed. So there's that. So I'm not ruling him out being a Tiger, but he's, there's obviously deficiencies in his game. It's it's nothing outside of that. Um, with the Sarah one, it's like I sort of said on uh, the last podcast too, we won't move on our price. And I've been fairly consistent on that. Um, and we're not going to trade our top first round pick. That's just not going to happen. Um, it was so confirmed. I think, the, I think the comments that people were sort of alluding to was that I think early on you sort of said that from what you were hearing, your guys were saying yeah. that it's definitely not going to be Carlton. But I think you also said as well that if he didn't want money, if he wanted to play, you know, for culture, club, whatever, whatever, that it wasn't going to be Carlton. So yeah. if money talks, money talks. Yeah, and what's happened's played it out, if you let me explain. My mate said it perfectly to me. At the beginning of the year and midway through the year, Colton were a long shot, even though everyone was raving that they were, da-da-da. The reason why is we went in with a pitch um, at a certain point. We were keen, and was, that's confirmed by the club. So that's been proven. Um, the thing that's what's happened, though, is Colton's obviously coming with the bigger off and will pay the money that he wants. He obviously wants the money. So, um, and, yeah, from that one, like Bobby, yeah, um, also Melbourne's in the picture too. Melbourne didn't have any collateral. So, um, yeah, it's... What, what it's, I found um, interesting with the Chero one is it's taken a very long time for him to nominate Carlton. Yeah, like, and that's the talk, because they're the only the ones that's standing. And it, it also comes down to if Frio are going to be wanting the, you know, the right deal. So, I don't know how much of a, a hand they play, but... Um, Oh well, look, it is what, like you said though, the, the names, the names come out, and yeah, the, the narco one, you know, I think we all were hoping that was going to come to life, but one of those what things. My, my my theory is on the narco one, and this is just me and my conspiracy. I think with the heat and the criticism that the cats copped for their list age, I think they realise they've made a, a huge blunder in, and they're going to lose Jordan Clark, not for pick eight, the dickheads. Oh, um, yeah. And then if and then if they were to lose Narkel as well and keep using losing young players while topping up with old players, that heat is going to intensify. And I think they wanted to avoid that. So I reckon they've backpedaled and promised a bit to Narkel and some of these young players to keep them to try and save face a little bit. But that's just me super. And there's no, yeah, there's no knowledge behind that. That's just a theory. But uh, yeah, pick eight for Jordan Clark. Any takers? Yeah, no, they're, um, they're smoking the wacky tobacco there. And also too. I haven't got the agenda in front of me, C, um, CB, so you just um, steer the ship, son. For those just right, joining, well, Tiggs' internet dropped out, so that's why he's on yeah. mobile. Um, so, so what we're going to do, Tiggs, is we're going to, um, as we introduce a topic, we're not doing a specific questions to the audience. We're just going to answer questions through the show as we go, if that makes sense. So yeah. the next one, the next topic is the child compensation. Um, so... We were offered, was it pick 38, 39? What was it? No, sec, bottom second round. Yeah. So, what is it? It'd be a, it'd, isn't it the 30. pick after our second rounder? It's currently pick 38 as it stands now. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So, that, so you question, can't get better than that. So, so, the question is to the audience is it a take and run? Are you happy with that compensation for Mabia Child? Um, and shout out to the Richmond Journey as well, who, whose heart is broken at the news that Child's gone. The, the Gold yeah. Coast Journey, you mean? Um, <laughs> so, look, for me personally, very quick, I'm taking the pick and running. Pick 38 for maybe a child. I mean, unfortunate to lose him, but I'll take pick 38 as well because you can bundle that up and get further up the draft order. So a very handy pick we got there. My my take on it, I wonder how much Brandon Ellis was affected with um, Hocking being in operations at the AFL. Apparently we missed our... Um, first round pick for him, uh, bottom end first round pick because of the points we just changed and just moved. I wonder who who did that. Um, now that he's no longer in the frame, that we actually got what we deserve because it's not, it's not um, the maths is pretty clear. Like I know uh, Mitch Cleary who hates the Tigers and reads into shit, but it's the same um, value that I think Aiken's got and Charles getting paid a truckload. Like I, funny enough, we spoke about two I got wrong. Um, Child, like I said, he's going to get paid a four-year contract, a lot of money at the Gold Coast. He's going to go. Um, there's no way he cannot take that. Um, and he's taken it. So good on him. I've got nothing but love for him. Yeah, he's next and- to his family yeah. and he deserves him. He deserves- Look, I rate him. In Gold Coast system, I see him 
um, being effective in burst. But him and Ranky, they're both really flaky. You know what I mean by flaky? He's not soft, but their engines aren't great. Um, yeah, and Chol, yeah, he's only twenty four, so he's going to grow too. I I rate Chol. I think he might be. He will never be a premier ruckman. But I can see him being a really good combo player in the next three, four years. I reckon he'll keep his straps when he's 28 onwards. I reckon he'll be a really good win for them. So, yeah, good on him. And shout out to Troll for the, the really nice post he put up on his Instagram thanking the club and the players for their yeah. time and efforts. So you can obviously see the love and respect the players have for the club and we're allowing players to fulfil their dreams and wishes of exploring elsewhere if that's what they want to do as well. So, um, on. yeah, I, I got nothing... Yeah, but all the best for Mavs. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Tiger Army will all be the same. I don't think there'll be any bad blood whatsoever. And, you know, pick 38 based on the formula, it had to be because there was a lot of speculation it was going to be third round. And I was getting pretty pissed off at that because based on the numbers, it had to be end of second. So yeah. 38, take it and take it and run. But and I tell you what, talk about, earlier, and this is why the yeah. trade for Tarrant is kind of important to keep that. Yeah. Um, look, CCJ, if we talk about if we, we go on a CCJ, no, no, is that in the agenda? What, what are we going to be happy with, Tiggs? That is the very yeah. next point. Look, a couple of points on that. First dynamic is um, he's the reverse troll for me, right? Um, I'm happy to see the back of him. I think he's – look, I know people rate him and he's going to get a lot of boos and hisses, and, um, but I've been consistent with this all year. He's not an agile lead-up forward and he's not a ruck's arsehole. His problem is he thinks he's a ruck. He seriously believes he's a ruck. Now, I saw a lot of him in the VFL. So I'm really talking about his VFL form. He probably had, probably in the chat, probably saw more VFL games than I, but I probably, out of all of his VFL games, I would rate four as above average um, with CCJ in the ruck. Uh, he's, yeah, so that's a major issue. So I'm racked. We don't have to deal with that anymore where he's salty that he's not playing in his favoured position, inverted commas. Um, him going to North, look, I can get really nasty with him, but I'm going to hold off because if what I've heard that he said he will not let North walk him to the um, walk him to the preseason, I think he said that to North just from a guy that was pretty firm on it. He said, "No, nah, no, nah, you trade for me, um, or I stay at the club." So, and then it sort of came out in a bit of the article and papers today. So we'll see if that's if that holds out. If that holds out, and we get look, we should not accept anything that's then a, a very high third round. Um, bottom end, second round for him. Just to the fact that what we recruited him for and we've developed him for four years. That's um, one point right there. He's, he's had four years of development, not a shit club, at yeah. the number one club in the land. And it's not – it's an unfortunate circumstance where he was never knocking Tom Lynch or Jack Rewald out of a position, let's be serious, right? And clearly he lacks the, – the, there were some knocks on his attitude for the last couple yeah. of years as well. Let's not overlook that. But I am a bit savage for the fact that we backed him in. We could have thrown that kid on the scrap heap. We backed him in and he's still choosing. I mean, I get it. He's, he's been offered a lot more coin than you'll get at Richmond and a longer deal. So I see that side of it. But then I'm also filthy that we could have done a Liam McBean with this guy and thrown him in the frigging to the burn docks. We stuck by him and he's still going. So I'm a little bit yeah. – I am savage on him. But he's not going to hurt us, though. Like, he's not really torn a game apart. And the one thing with him, for me, that's always pissed me off, and he did – I gave him credit in a couple of games he played where it looked like he might be turning the corner, and then he went back to his old habits. He, he's he's built like Tarzan, but plays like Jane, particularly in a, in a contested mark. How often did you see CCJ smash a pack? Right? Uh, he's a good contested mark. I saw him – No, no, no. But how, no, that's not what I'm saying. How, how often have you seen him crash, crash and smash a pack? Well, like a Tom Lynch, you know? Not yeah, not, 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 it, he doesn't do it often. See, um, CB, go re-look. He, he hasn't got that I'm going to hurt the person in front of me mentality. He just doesn't have it. Who's so, this CB talk of? I'm Paul Bulls' ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't I can't see with these small, this fine. Uh, but, um, glasses. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, here I we think, go. I think at the end of the day, um. I know there's a bit of a standoff between the clubs, but I think we're going to have to take pick 38. I, I just don't see how we get that pick 20. Yeah, look, I don't think we'll get 20, I but either. I reckon, I reckon we'll get, I reckon we'll get better than 38. Um, I don't know. I just got a feeling. Look, we might if it if it comes to it. Is he worth pick 38? 
in this draft? That's the question we're going to ask. Is CCJ, as he is now, worth 38 and to tie up another three years on our list? Right? I think he's, for the work we've put into him, he's worth, I'd rate him higher than 38, personally. Yeah. But would you, based on his performance at the club, let's say he wasn't a Richmond player, we're going to give pick 38 for him and we're going to give him three years. Would you would you take that trade off? If it was what a give, based on what he's performed. What did we give for Nate Curvis? Yeah. In the fifties or something? Is that what we yeah, gave? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I wouldn't give I wouldn't give him that. He's not. He hasn't shown the. He hasn't shown and tools like that. You don't pay. He hasn't. He's never once torn a game apart. Oh, and right? they did have a couple where he was our leading hand. Yeah, but but what I mean by tearing a game apart, where he's dominated from go to woe, like he's been the most dominant forward on the ground, getting cheap goals from. Uh, I don't want to sound too negative on him. Like, he had a couple of good games. I'm not saying he didn't. But for, as a tall, I've seen better talls at pick lower picks than him. Um, at worst picks, I should say. Um, and, look, he's right because we've got Marte. People forget. We've got Soldo coming back. We've got Marte. We've got a nice, really good quality um, junior in Ryan who has aggro, right, yeah. um, and talent. And can take a pretty good grab. So, and whoever we draft in. So we're fine with tools. We're overstocked. I just don't want to accept 38. I reckon we can get more from North, even if it's even if it's pick 38 and a future third or fourth. I think the only thing that's certain about this is this will be one that's done on the last day. I can't see this yeah, being done be. anytime soon. This is going to go down to the wire. And I've got, got a feeling we'll hold out. We'll dig our heels in. And it's not very often that you hear Dimmer say, in, in trade time, or when it's you know around that area, that uh, they're required players. Usually, it's always the I leave that to the list management. Like he usually plays a pretty yeah. straight bat, so for him to sort of be that upfront about it, um, yeah, they're obviously going to push pretty hard. But Jared, yeah, you know what I noticed? Jared Verdigan. Jared Verdigan's just gone. Apparently, North want our fourth and CCJ for thirty-eight. Fucking tell your story, walking there, people. No, they're dreaming. <laughs> Why? You know what's a, you know what's a positive with this with the internet going out. I haven't got blue lips, boys. How good is that? <laughs> hey. That's All it. right. What, what do we have next there, CB? We've got well, uh, losing Switch up. Bit of disappointing news for the club, I guess you'd mm. call it. Particularly in COVID times and when economies are struggling, um, we've lost Jeep, our major sponsor of the last 11 years. Now, we've replaced it with Latitude, but I imagine clubs go with normally two uh, major sponsors, so we're down one, and it's not an ideal time to uh, be down a sponsor. So I think that's um, very unfortunate timing. Never a good time to lose them, but in time like times like these, even worse. Thoughts, Emma? I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Dimmer's on the phone to Puma. I reckon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the sponsors that we have want to be a bigger. Partner, so in a way we could sort of offset that. Yeah, we've got latitude in. Get one of our major, one of our supporters become a you know full blown major sponsor like Jeep was. So look, it's sadly look, it's lockdown. It's COVID. We're not going to be the first, and we're not the first, and we're not the last. It's going to happen to. Um, yeah, it's, um, to know, yeah, it's disappointing. You know, there's obviously some deals that have an expiration date sort of already on it in place. Yeah before time. It'd be interesting to see if there was something like that in play already and this kind of just was the natural end anyway or whether it was brought about a bit quicker due to, you know, the world in, the, in its current state. But never, you know, never a good news story to, to lose a major sponsor. But the people, we've got the right people at the club. Uh, we've got runs on the board sort of game-wise that, you know, we, we seem to be an attractive prospect for other sponsors, hopefully. So no doubt the club will sort that one out in the near future. But, yeah, no more free cars. Nope. Now, yeah, the next one excites me. Now, this is, this is the real money shot for the audience participation. So we're going to put it out there. This will be interesting. First, Trent Cochin officially handing over the captaincy. So righto, folks. Who do you think is going to get the gig? Tiggs, who are you thinking for captaincy? Come on. I've thought a bit about this in the off-season, and I've got two that I can't split them. Right, so if we go for we want um, we want like a bridge period, so someone that can sort of, you know, the next two three years um, help guide the vice captain through it. I would seriously give it to um, either one of these two players, Grimes, right, 
My other one is Lynch. I'll yeah, give it to Lynn or Grimes. Now, if we want to go for a generation next, someone that's going to be the captain for the next 10 years, which in reality, it's it's really, really rare. My two, funny enough, is Nank. Yep. Right, Nank Kervis. Because he embodies, he embodies the coach, our methodology, how we play. He's an inspiring player and his work rate, you just can't question it. So Nank would be my number one choice. My second choice then would be, it's not Jack Graham, unfortunately. It's Vlosten. Um, he again is another one that's very similar to how Damien Harwick is and how culture sort of evolved. The Richmond, you know, uncompromising, set standard type type player on the field. Um, my worry with Vlosten is he's he's very quiet. He's like a Dustin Martin. People always focus on Dusty, but um, about no media. But Vlosten hardly does any either. So, right. yeah, that's my call. All right. I would love to see Dusty take. I just can't see Dusty taking to all the additional no. things that a captain does. I, I just think he'd be just magnificent way to finish his career off as captain our great club. I don't see it. I would love for Toby Nankervis to get the gig. Yeah, he just so would I. a love and a footballer. Um, but I, I'm like you, Tiggs. There's two ways you go. You go a stop a bridge for three years of a Grimes type, Floston type. Yeah. Or you go right now, Jack Graham. We're backing you in for the next eight, you know. So yeah. um, exciting to have. We've got a lot of leadership options, a um, lot of opportunities there. Michael's- I'm sad about Jack Rewald, though. Like, I've always had this sort of I wish you could captain the club for a year, you know, Jack. But it looks like it, uh, two ships in a meet at the same time. Well, All the right time the they may say, Jack, take it yeah. for a year. I, I heard they him do. on 360, his voice, just reading his voice. He knows it's gone. It's past him. So... Yeah, vice captain uh, in three, three flags, eh? Not bad. So it really depends on, like, how highly is the being good in the media factor? Like, is it really necessary? I, I think internally, I don't think that'll be a factor that the club consider when picking a captain. I don't think they could give two shits about if they do or don't like the media. Because there's been plenty of times where Jack um, or someone else has fronted the media instead of Koch. So if you put someone like Nan Curvis in, who we think is a good like our best bet as an on-field leader to inspire the players, then off-field, if you surround him with the right support in the vice-captain area, then we can kind of offset it. Like, he doesn't have to do the media. I mean, we know he's not a fan of the uh, roaming Brian. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a really, really tough choice. I mean, yeah, long-term, I agree with all of the comments in here, Vlosten and Jack Graham. But, yeah, Grimes, Lynch, uh, they've all got cases to put forward. It's Is, Pre- is Prestia another one that could... Could do it potentially, or is he? Are we worried about him? Or we want him to get well, him, his body right? We've got a wealth. We've got a wealth of leaders. Yeah, I could. You just you can want off about eight names. I even Baker. You know, you could yeah. you could bring a case for him. Cat just wrote a really good one in there. Um, Kane Lambert would be a very underrated captain. Yeah, yeah that's a good shout. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, like I said, there's so many. Look, in relation to the media stuff, it's not really the media; it's the sponsorship stuff. You know, uh, going out to you know uh, company events, all that sort of stuff that you, um, the media really doesn't expose. Um, that's why Dusty, I reckon, could do that. He has done that. So, um, but um, I think with Dusty coming off an injury, Dusty being focused to do the best he possibly can. Yeah, it's. Um, I reckon if they were. About TV? <laughs> oh, I I just had this thought. I just had this image of. Nan Curvis being captain at a presser and Tom Brown starts asking questions on a Friday night after a bad loss. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Tom Brown wouldn't survive. It's yeah. um, like if you if you were appointing a captain purely on their ability to be able to talk media and do all that kind of stuff, I reckon you'd be going Dylan Grimes. But I know that's yeah. not the criteria to do it. But yeah, on-field leader. It's, yeah, when do they? When do you reckon they'll announce it? I, I know traditionally. I think last time we did it, it was really, really close to the season. Like it wasn't early at yeah. all. So it'd be interesting uh, to see if we go early or not. They'll do their leadership camp. I reckon they'll do that camp away, and everyone will vote. And I reckon it'll be, be announced then when they go. Like you know, they normally go to Queensland for their three-day thing. I reckon that's when they'll they'll sort it out. And there is a lot of love for Baker in here, and it wouldn't shock me if he did form part of a leadership group if we go down the leadership group path. Um, I mean, he's young, he's still relatively new, but, you know, if you've got it, you've got it. Like, he, he leads by example. He, he sets the scene. and People follow him. 
All righty, let's get to the next one. The next one's a real sexy one too. Steve Morris being named as playing coach of the VFL team. So, A, how do you feel about that? And what does that mean for Xavier Clark? Personally, I think it's a, it's a, it's really smart stuff to gain a line coach while not impacting the soft cap. Um, thoughts around that, boys? Steve Morris and what that means for Xavier Clark. Well, I like Steve it. Morris, yeah, I like it. Steve Morris is the VFL. He's been pseudo coach there for a couple of years, hasn't he? Why is it every time I talk, you grin, CB, and laugh? You're frozen. Yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, your image is frozen. I'm talking and you're giggling. Because your, your face is frozen you. again. <laughs> has it? Um, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. We can hear you. All right. Okay. That's all, <laughs> so don't look yeah, at my picture. Um, look, he's he's been basically doing that role, I reckon, for a year or a bit. I'll just try not to look at CB. I'll cover his face. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. As to Clark, yeah, we get, he just gets promoted, essentially, gets part of the senior planning, which I think is smart, and, you know, hopefully we segue into T because I'm freezing my tits off out here. <laughs> Uh, I, I really like the Steve Morris appointment. Um, I think there's no denying, even when he played, he was the heart and soul. Of, you know, we were pretty shit, yeah. to be fair, when he was playing. And, and he just bled for the club. Um, and he's the best thing about him is if, if he says to a player, you know, you need to put your head in the hole, the player's going to do it because he would do it himself. So there's zero excuse for players not to listen to him because he would lead by example 110% of the time. So happy for that. And as for Xavier, I think someone made a really good point in here earlier that it just gives him the chance now to focus on one role and get not get that right because he did a good job, but just to be able to really hone in on what he what we need him to do. So and he he's been great with the young kids as uh, as Andrew said there. But uh, I like it, CB. Yeah, no, I I reckon um, wonderful decision. Really, again, really smart decision making, preserving dollars for the soft cap and providing opportunity. So. And when was the last, I don't know, the last time you saw an AFL club or their, their, their seconds where you had a playing coach. So um, I reckon fantastic, really solid off-field decision-making. And Tiggs and is the, trying to be he's trying to be a statue, but I see you. I see you. And the point, we can't forget too, Xavier Clark, when he was given exposure early on, let's be honest, made a mess of it, right? So he's a great development coach, but now he's going to have – Dimmer is going to have Teague, who's a uh, AFL coach quality, and he's going to have um, he's going to have, what's that other boy? Um, I just his name just escaped me. Um, yeah, so he's now going into a whole leadership group, you know, coaching group that are all could be senior coaches in their own right. So that's going to help stabilise him, I reckon. So uh, he'd be pretty excited that he's going to get hopefully get a midfield line. He tripped forward it was a bit of a disaster. We got Teague in there. I'll latch him into McQualter. I'll latch him onto Dimmer or whatever, which one you want to latch him onto so he learns that particular line. It's going to be fascinating our backs, in my opinion, next year. You know, who, who's taken over the backs? They basically coach themselves. You know, so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll say this just on, on the backs. People need to get over Alex Rance. He's a champion of the club. He'll always be a legend and champion of the club. I couldn't give a fat rat's tosser if he's now getting honing his coaching skills at another club. That's what they do. We didn't hate yeah. on Matthew Knights. We didn't hate on bloody Wayne Campbell. Didn't hate on those guys. Don't hate on Alex Rance. That's just a real dipshit mentality. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, agree. Um, All right. David I'll Teague, be- welcome. Yeah, mm. welcome, very David happy. Teague. Very, yeah. very good appointment, David Teague. And I think – as a Richmond supporter, I think all of us saw that like that moment when it was publicised that Dimmer made that phone call to him to sort of pick him up after the bullshit the way the board treated him. It was like you just knew that if shit was to hit the fan, that we'd be the first team on the phone to get him in. And when you look at his record, he had a better sort of a start to his career than even what Dimmer had. I think even what Clarko had. I, I know they're all coaching different teams in different areas at the same time and whatnot. But uh, I, I'm wrapped to have Teague on board. I think he's a very, very good appointment. Yeah, he... And people forget how what a quality assistant coach he is. In every, I think it was the last three clubs he was in, prior to Colton, he was always rated as an extremely good forward half uh, ball movement coach. Um, it looks like we're going to book him as a all across the ground ball movement, but more front half, which is perfect. That's ideal for him. 
Um, he's going to give fresh eyes to our game plan. He knows how to lose against it, right, because he's lost every game he's played against us, um, which is one disappointing aspect of it. But he's going to be able to give his impressions of what, as an oppo, um, how to break us down or how to attempt to break us down. So that's the perfect way. He also knows the pressures that it comes with football, so he's going to be able to help our assistants and let them know what they need to do to get the next job. So it's going to make us a really attractive place for future coaches wanting to come to Richmond because they know they can progress up. Um, now I'm pretty excited by it. I reckon he can teach, particularly our younger forwards, a thing or two. And, and in fairness to Teague, like Carlton is the ultimate shit truck club. Oh. There's been like about eight coaches in the last 20 years. So he's not the first bloke to be thrown under the bus by that football club, you know. So oh. I don't judge him. I don't judge him on Carlton, if I'm honest with you. Um, his overall working profile has been Tiggs's complex, which it's. I'm going into the kitchen. He, he's coaching resume is pretty bloody good. And and like you said, mate, you'd, you'd think people would be better off learning from their mistakes. So he'll come to the group. Now, the one I did hear, I heard a rumour about McQualter maybe going to Carlton. Has anyone heard anything about that as a, nah. as a coach? Anthony signed for a year? Yeah, someone put yeah. in the chat before that he signed for a year, like with us. Well, I can't read your I chat. Think I think phone. it was McWalter. But um, hopefully, yeah, he signed. I think the biggest thing we need to do is to get the blend right of who looks after what. As the uh, Richmond journey put in here earlier, is that Teague looked, was in charge of the Crows forward line in 2017, and they were just dynamite. Um, not saying he should take over the forward line, but our entry forward into 450 has been diabolical the last couple of years. So if the, if the gang can get their heads together, uh, that'd, be, that'd be very handy. Now, uh, right. a question for Damien. So Damien Zut's gone, what is a Whiskey Myers? Whiskey Myers is currently one of the biggest acts in America. Um, they're a country rock, and they're more rock than country, and they are magnificent. So get on Spotify, give them a go. Um, they do play a few tunes on that show, Yellowstone, if you like that show. Um, Brian Ben, that's what a Whiskey Myers is. And I'm probably the only bloke in Australia with his T-shirt. Who knows? Who they are. Yeah. I've seen a few questions come through. We'll fire some off quickly. Uh, what about the rumours with Buckley coming to Richmond as an assistant? I, I I wouldn't mind him coming. I just don't think there's anything to it at the moment. CB, if you've heard anything different. Mate, I would be rock hard if Nathan Buckley came <laughs> to the club. I'll make no, I reckon as, as a football brain, he's a very intelligent uh, he knows football, Nathan Buckley. Don't worry about that. And um, again, another one of those blokes that will learn and be better for um, better for the run. And I would have no beef if Nathan Buckley walked through the doors of Punt Road. I would say welcome. It'd be outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, CB. Without the rock hard part, I'll, I'll, I'd be. Yeah, he's he's one. You can tell he's a student of the game. You know, some of those blokes just you know love the game for the game's sake. He's one of those. Um, and I'm just cleaning up as, as I'm doing. Oh, no, I'm talking because you're frozen again. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, he'd be, he'd be spot on for it. But I doubt it would happen. Isn't he going to the jungle? Isn't he doing that show in the jungle or whatever it is called? Uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, the other oh, question is coming through quite a <laughs> Yeah, the other coming through quite a lot. Uh, the Charlie Kerno thing, that was, in my opinion, oh. someone can correct me otherwise, I think that was just complete bullshit. Um, bullshit. I, don't, I honestly don't think that trade that trade account on Twitter's got a single thing remotely <laughs> close to being right in the last yeah. so many years. I, I've stayed away from it. Now I'm going to say it. If you listen, if you waste your fucking day listening to that garbage AFL trade radio, Stick your head in a filing cabinet and slam the door really fucking hard for your own stupidity, wasting a day listening to hypotheticals, crap. Adam Cooney makes up trades to fill in. Yeah, they said that. If, yeah. if that is how you want to spend your days, my God, just go, go get some sunlight in your backyard or something. Mate, they've got Matt Brendel as an expert. That for me is <sighs> turn off city. Like, let's not be disrespectful, but the man. The man has fallen off the cliff badly and he thinks he needs to make um, controversial left-from-centre ideas to, to try to 
He's just an absolute dickhead. I'm sorry. Matt, if you listen uh, listen, mate, pull your head in. Pull your head in, son. Lay, down of, on the, lay off the beers. A lot of a lot of questions coming through. The the talk is now reignited about Tom Mitchell to Richmond. I keep getting all these messages about talking to Hawthorne players and whatnot. So I, I'm kind of vibing that we might be trying to get a hawk. I'm still not sure if it's Mitchell or what the go is, but has anyone heard anything on, on the Tom Mitchell? Would we even want him and what kind of price, price would we have to pay to do that? I am really panicked. I'm really panicked that I heard Chad Wingard's name got, get thrown up there. And I'm just yeah. like, I look at the Richmond list and I'm like, it does not need any Tom Mitchell or Chad Wingard anywhere near it. It just doesn't. Look- for me, for me, I love Tom Mitchell. I'll put my hand up. I love him. He is exactly what we need. He is a defensive um, inside ball winner that always will win the ball, rarely loses a one-on-one contest if it's a contested situation, and will be able to support Prestia, who does, who's been doing that role, as well as Cotchard. And with the three of them, our setting clearances our, um, automatically will help address us being negative 24. But in saying that, there's no way we'll give a first round pick for it. There's no I would fucking take way. Pick 48 for Tom Mitchell. If that's, yeah. if that's what's yeah. going down, yeah, I like him a lot. People <laughs> are linking us because um, Hawthorne's been up, open and honest that they want to get into this year's draft, right? Yeah. And to do that, they've got to release players. Now, which club has the best draft hand this year? It's us. It's not Gold Coast. It's not how it used to be. GWS probably is on parity. But um, so Tom's always going to get linked to us. Um, I would give, mate, I would give a, a third-round pick for him. I would get to see a child pick and pass it on to. That's what I, how I would play it because he will fit a need for us, um, and I'd be stoked if we got him. But I haven't heard anything that is enough for me to say, oh, yeah, this win. I've heard the win get chatter, but I think that's all it is. It's chatter because he's a high-currency player. Um, no, and if you look at their list, this is the thing. Look at Hawks' list. Outside of a few, they're bare bones, mate. They're old school meat potatoes, not much talent. Um, it's scary if you have a look at it, right? Um, so you know there's a part of you, mate. Sam Mitchell was a prick, right? He's, he's a talented little prick, but he was a prick. And the disdain he used to treat Richmond. So I'm happy for him to uh I'm happy for him to experience the other end of the spectrum after his success yeah. and being an arrogant little flog. Let's see yeah. how you go with a list of B and C grade plotters. Yeah, he here. He here. He's really I just want to hear, I just, You know what I just want? I just want them to go three years in, so not one year, two years, because one year they'll say, you know, we're adjusting, two years we're still adjusting. But three years, when they're still bottom four and they've realised that they've left the best coach ever in the modern history go for this blonde-headed potato. Like, he's a potato. He's a good Bruce. player, champion of the game, but as a oh, I just can't no, stand him. He, he, he reminds me of a bloke I used to punch on with when I was a kid. Right, he's got the same blonde hair, fucking Aryan Brotherhood, pudgy type. Yeah, so I just yeah, I don't I don't know the bloke, but yeah, no, uh, let them. They made the most stupidest call getting rid of Clarkson, the way that they did it. Um, it's seriously right. It, it um. Now, he was he was a successful coach at West Coast Mitchell. Like he, he knows again, he knows football. He's smart. He's, he's a good footy brain. Yeah, yeah. However, he um he's very much a my way of the highway, and this this deal it, it reeks of the Malthouse Buckley. It just, you know it what just, it reeks of? He's, he's another Buckley. He, you know, Buckley high went risk. To, yeah. Buckley yeah. went from apprenticeship to coaching way too soon. Right, way too soon. It, 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 pick one. That's gone from zero to one or two year apprenticeship to senior coach, and it's worked. Voss was a disaster. Lepper was a disaster. Buckley was a disaster, but it, was, it took them ten years to figure it out. Um, and now you got now you got thing. I, I'm sure there's going to be a few others. You need at least five or six years in different systems to get an idea of what your game, game plan should be for the modern yeah. game. He hasn't had exposure to that. Yeah, and that's why that's why flybags is such a good. Such an astute coaching pick for uh, Collingwood. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to rock it. Yeah, he's going to be fantastic for that club, and it pains me to say it. But, Look, um, I'm, I'm going to say something. You guys are going to stone me in the street, but I'm happy to do it. I actually brought a Pies membership just for one year, um, just to support those two blokes. Um, because, I, you know, it's um, I want them to do well. 
Um, and why not? So, um, yeah, no, I hope those two guys do well. But more, like Lepa, I'm a little bit dark on. I, I love him, but I'm a little bit dark on him. Like, he left us. I was happy for him to stay in the media, but for him to go to the up. But he's going to help a mate, so I'll let it slide. You are getting smashed in the comments. Surely oh, this is his last show. Keep in mind, it's just sitting in the bit. It's going to be cut up and straight in the bin. Yeah, yeah. We'll be, um, I look after my mates. We'll be, we'll be advertising for a third banana um, <laughs> yeah. for the show. A position just opened up. So send your audition tapes in. And, yeah, uh, look at that. Mate, I might be a wog, but I have the Australian spirit, mate. You always look after your mates. So, yeah. <laughs> now, the, the bit of trade news that was passed across my desk, to use that term, uh, obviously publicised that uh, we were trying to get pick three from the Suns, but apparently, we're, I, I did read today that someone said that these are off the table, but I'll say it nonetheless. Apparently, the, the big play is to try and get pick two as well from the Giants. So, pick two and three to end up with to go for two midfielders by using, so pick seven and pick 15 to GWS for pick two but that's on the basis that mac andrew is still available at our pick seven if they feel that's the case and then obviously the the gold coast one would be our pick 17 or whatever it might be and um, there's another pick down the track but uh yeah so apparently the what we're trying to do the big play is to get two and three which everyone would love to do may not be realistic but yeah, yeah i don't see that <laughs> and happening I, and i think I it's because i think i think the club believes they're going to get their the bulldogs pick as well yeah, but to get the but, dog's pick, yeah. I, but that's going to be for later too. picks for points, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, uh, to get rid of 7 and 15, look, I've, with the good quality midfielders, there's a heap of them there for the first 20 picks, right? Yeah, and sorry, I should, have clarif- I should have clarified, Damien, 17 was on the back of us thinking that we're going to get the Bulldogs pick for a swap of later ones to uh, Okay, so we still have those two first-rounders? Yeah, because I reckon we can still, with 7, we'll get an elite We'll get an elite mid. Um, yeah. Um, there's a couple of kids um, I've read about um, that should be there around about our pick, and there's always a slider, isn't there? In a draft. Especially when there's academy bids as well. Like there's obviously kids who are, are locked in to go one and two, and then that kind of opens up for a few other players to slide. But should be interesting. Interesting trade time yeah. coming up. Um, I think that – is there anything else you gents wanted no. to add? We're done. That's no. it. I'm, I'm all good. This is the culprit, people. I'll show it to you. Can you guys see that red light? Can you? How do I do this? If I know where the camera is. Anyway, that white dish thingy. Oh, hold on. Jeez, there we go. Getting vertigo. That's the Telstra satellite. So the main oh, yeah, system's working. <laughs> the main system's working. Oh, do you want to see the 9K rig? Do you want me to show you? I'll show you. No. Come. Come with me, yeah, people. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Anyway. So I've got my work laptop, which is connected to that, right, via wireless. So when that goes down, yeah, my wireless gets screwed. My hard line's fine because nothing goes wrong with Colossus. That's, that's what I call my PC. Anyway, so this is the work area, people. Right, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Let's wrap the show up. Let's, let's, let's wind his shit up so when you he comes back on, we're done. That shit. You couldn't script it. Now, yeah. Oh, well, enjoy the rest of your night, everyone. Uh, CB, enjoy the rest of your working week. And all that. You, you can't script that. Uh, for anyone who does like video games, I'll be playing FIFA shortly on a stream. If you want to follow the Pink Panthers, we'll have a bit of banter and whatnot. Uh, hang on, he's back. Like, I can't on, tilt the phone yeah. over, people. I tried to tilt it and, it and it logged me out. So it went onto the Big Footy webpage where I got the this link from. So unfortunately, oh, oh, I, I might tweet it. I might take a photo, I'll give it a bit of a clean and I'll tweet it. But you know what a game I'm going to get into? Speaking of gaming, that I'm, I'm falling in love with. You know, we're on lockdown. Get some new world. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah, I'm Everyone, on that now. There's been a lot of, I'm getting flooded with question about Mitch Wallace. Just quickly, anything, any update on Mitch Wallace? Look, I've heard he's gettable. I've heard that we've, we have had have an interest. Um, but he's – do I think it's going to happen? Who knows, mate? Who knows? He's, he's, look, I think we're in – I think if he was available at the right price, he was committed to leave the dogs, we would look at it. But there are – look, it depends on what we – if we believe we're going to get two good quality kids in the draft, 
we're very big on giving RCD and others a crack, right? Um, so that's why Impala reckons um, hurt Narkle a bit. So they'll get more game time. So am I frozen again, CB? Because you're giggling like a, like a schoolgirl. I think it's been a big show for you, mate. You've had a dart. You've crashed about three times. <laughs> you've confessed to buying Collingwood, Mark, Collingwood memberships. Dude, yeah, it's been a big show. Mate. But you see, mate, I could have easily just bailed, but I didn't. I came back and supported. That's how I am, CB. That's how I roll, mate. Um, uh, look, answer your question shortly. Do I think it's going to happen now? Nah. And Amira, no nah. chance on that either? No. Nah. Nah. Nah, All right, right, there we go. We'll wrap that up there. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if we can get our well, our calendars to align, we might do another one sort of post-trade time and near draft time and things like that. But... Definitely keep chatting to us all on social media. Um, keep up the banter and uh, all your questions on there. We love interacting with you all. It's it's always a highlight to help get everyone through. So stay safe, everyone, and keep let's safe. see how yeah, let's see how this trade week pans out. Hopefully, we've still got a few tricks up our sleeve, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. Get excited, yeah. guys! It's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome off season. Um, yeah. Seriously, pumped off my. Brain. So I, I want to throw this out there quickly. CB has already started writing his 2022 bloodbath. That's how keen he yeah. is. I actually wrote it. I actually wrote the. Oh, you finished it. You finished it. It's actually done. It's in the. It's in the can. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's Have a bit a good of a um, just quietly. <laughs> but no, I think we're going to be top four next year without a doubt. Lock it in, Eddie. But yeah, everyone have a safe off season. Be safe, please. You know. Whatever your feelings of lockdown and all that, just stay safe and protect your family. That's all I want to say. Yep, exactly right. Thank you. Thank, again, thank you to everybody who has tuned in this year. Um, it's Again, we get nothing for this show. We, we do it out of love, and um, we appreciate everybody who tunes in and gives us a little bit of love back. So thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate all your support, everyone. Thank you, and we'll uh, hopefully talk to you all soon. Take all care. Right.